The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby, and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog, and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Let me tell you who's doing sneakers the best in the game right now. That's New Balance. The two-way V4, featuring this groundbreaking use of technology with fresh foam. It's called Fuel Cell, creating this combination that we love of rebound and cushioning. Fresh Foam offers unparalleled cushioning for maximum comfort your entire game from start to finish. The upper construction features this lightweight textile that reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. You're tuned in to Heat Check with Trista Crick. On this episode of the Heat Check, we've got a bonus episode. We've got a special betting preview for the NBA season with my co-hosts Ryan Horvath and PJ Glasser from a recent episode of BetMGM Tonight. I break down the candidates for what I think is the most open award of the year, Defensive Player of the Year. And let me tell you, folks, I could see a 50-to-1 long shot winning it. So do me a favor, Nick, and drop that beat. I wanted to do something that is quite wide open and something that there's a lot of early value on. So tonight, we're going to talk about the NBA future, to me, that is the most wide open. And by wide open, I mean is about as wide as the deep blue sea, about as wide as the Pacific Ocean. I could legitimately see a player at 60 to 1 or higher winning this award this year. So let's get into it. Defensive Player of the Year. First of all, for that to happen, we've got to have all the favorites, right, not rise up right. and not snatch this award. And I don't actually think that's going to happen. So let's look at the favorites and explain why I think that they are bad bets so that we can get into the ones that I think are actually good bets. Here's a look at the favorites. Rudy Gobert, plus 350. Not again. I don't think it's going to happen. I think that I there's voter fatigue there, the perennial winner. I think he's going to continue to get used to the way that they play in Minnesota. And the honest, honestly, like the defense has sucked. Like, Minnesota's defense has been absolutely trash. It's actually worse this year than it was last year, and that's the reason that he came over. They've given up an average of 123 points to the Spurs and Jazz this year, two teams doing everything to lose. So I don't think he's going to win it, specifically because he's already won it before. He's always in the mix, and that's why I think he's got the shortest odds. But I think that's wrong. Next up is Giannis, but he's won it before as well. And I think Giannis could 
probably win MVP before he wins Defensive Player of the Agreed. Year because Giannis is putting up ungodly, obscene, just disgusting numbers offensively. He plays really good defense, but I do think there's voter fatigue for him as well. Bam, plus 650. I don't think so. If we look at the start of this season, he's not playing elite defense. Right. Like, that's just the case. He's got four blocks this year so far. The leader in the clubhouse has 16 blocks Bobo. this year. That's my guy. So the, he's a great defensive player, but he's not in the eyes of most voters Voters as the best defensive player in the league. Like, I just don't think anyone sees him as that, considering that he plays five and he's actually undersized. He's 6'10 playing the five. Like, he's really a four. And maybe if he played the four and they actually had a big man that was a seven-footer that was a center, maybe then. Mikel Bridges, plus 1,400. Just no. I don't think it. Good defensive player. But again, I think that Phoenix aura, I don't think that there's a lot of media members that want to vote for Phoenix. Draymond, no chance. He hit his teammate. Nope. You can't win defensive player of the year when you're lobbying for yourself, when your defensive numbers are declining. He's about as far from a knockout pick as you're going to get. He says he's the best defensive player in the league, and he'll come out swinging this year. But I don't think he's going to win defensive player of the year. I see what you did there. Evan Mobley, yeah, second-year pro for the Cavs. Really, really good defender. He's plus 1,600. He's got the ability to win this award. But the problem, I think, for him is Jared Allen. Jared Allen and him. I think Jared Allen takes away a lot of Evan Mobley's shine. He was top five in defensive player of the year voting as a rookie. But when you have two players that play exa- like identically positive defense like together, I don't know necessarily if that's going to help you. Marcus Smart, plus 2,000, not going to win it for two years in a row. After the finals last summer, he was the leader in the clubhouse at minus 190, and he's fallen like a rock ever since. Anthony Davis, 20 to 1. Day-to-day Davis? Day-to-day Davis? Come on, no. Rob Williams, out 12 weeks, plus 2,500. That would be my bet. That would be my bet if he wasn't out till December, March, April, May. Yeah, like why Clef Jean said. Ben Simmons, plus 2,800. Not even sure what to say about this one. He can't even play defense on the team that's asking him to play defense. So having cleared the board for all the favorites, who's left? Great value. Here's who I like. Drew Holiday at 30-1. to Yeah, he should win it every year. He should win it every year. The negatives of Drew for Defensive Player of the Year is that it's very hard for a guard to to win. Smart won it last year. It's going to be very tough to see this happening two years in a row. The positives, if he can stay healthy, I think he's an absolute lockdown defender. Should have been considered for this this award multiple years now. And he's had enough injury issues to derail any campaign. If he's healthy, though, this year, maybe this is his. My favorite, my favorite on here for, like, not just value, but for real, for real, Herb Jones, 50 to 1. Yeah, I knew it. Come on, Come on team. <laughs> I, wish I, could play, I wish I could have Love placed that. a 50 to 1 I bet. knew I that's you. where she was yeah. going. He Love is it. out right now. That's the play. It worries me a little that he's out. But if he is healthy for the majority of the year, there is going to be more and more momentum building for Herb at Defensive Player of the Year. He is just so, so versatile, so good. He ends up, he goes sideline to sideline better than anybody. He's in space. He's strong. He can guard multiple positions. It's only his second year. There's tons of value at 50 to 1. I think this is a very valuable play. Here's another one that I think is very good. Mitchell Robinson at plus 10,000. He is tied right now for the lead in the NBA in blocks. 
He has 13. He's already personally campaigning for Defensive Player of the Year. He has 13 blocks this year, and he's averaging only 25 minutes per game. Imagine when he gets if he's like 40 minutes, 38 minutes per game, right? He's playing in New York City. If the Knicks end up really making a playoff push and they do well, like Jalen Brunson really helps his campaign a lot. Thibodeau is talking about Mitchell Robinson being one of the best defenders in the league. So I really, really like this. You've got the Times, you got the Post, you got the New York Daily News. All of those people have votes. All of those guys want their guys to get in. If that's somebody who you like, take them now because plus 10,000 is going to come and it is going to go. Another one, Patrick Beverly, plus 12,500. This is a real long shot. He's the only bright spot on this Lakers team. Defensively, he's been awesome. They have a top five defense right now, even though they can't shoot. He's a really good on-ball defender. Over the last five seasons, as the closest defender, Beverly's allowed the second lowest field goal percentage among players with 2,000 shots defended over that span. And then this one, there is no number. There is no odds. And that's something I think will change. My man, my duck, bull, bull. Yeah, how is he not on here? Not on the board. Bull Bull is getting serious run in Orlando. I saw him up close and personal. Not only is he doing things defensively, offensively, I think he's got these jaw-popping sort of outlandish highlight plays, and that actually adds more, I think, eyeballs to his play on the defensive side of the ball. He's different, man. He's wiping the boards. He eliminates shots just like his dad. He's shooting the ball really well. They're not going to be able to keep him on the bench for long. You know this this team has more injuries than you can say injury, and he's the co-leader in the NBA in blocks right now with Mitchell Robinson. If he keeps this up, I think the odds are going to change, man. I think he's going to go on the board. As soon as you see his name on the board, I would take him. Here's a quick tip on how to bet the defensive player of the year. In the last 20 years, 18 winners have been on teams that finish third or better in their conference. Only Gobert won twice on a fifth-place Utah team, but both of those teams won around 50 games. 16 winners were on the number one or number two seed. So keep that in mind for Pelicans. If they finish in the top three, for example, I think Herb Jones will get a lot of love. If the Knicks finish in the top four, I think that's basically like finishing in the top three for the Knicks. Same with Mitchell Robinson. I want to leave it up to you guys. That is my. These are my picks for Defensive Player of the Year and my tips on how you actually bet this award. BetMGM Tonight airs Monday through Friday live from 7 p.m. to 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is available on the Odyssey app and in podcast form, actually, wherever you find your podcast. A million thanks to my co-host, PJ Glasser, Ryan Horvath, and my producer, Cameron Gray. And that is all that we have for the bonus episode of The Heat Check. Check back tomorrow or the next day for an all-new episode. Do not forget to check out the feed for past episodes and interviews, and please follow us. Season's off to a hot start. Tell all your friends and follow us on social at at this heat check and at Trista Crick on TikTok because the heat check never sleeps. 